the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So happy to have you with us today. And man, do we have a great show lined up for you today. My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine in my way. Sing along, America. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactory. America. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. All right, man. You know, I love that song. I know it's, I know it's racist, but I love that song. Um, this is what happens in America, ladies and gentlemen, when you allow the woke cancel culture mob. Oh, I love the choir here. I'm getting a little misty. All right, we'll get back to Mr. Bluebird in just a moment. One of the great Disney, one of the great Disney movies, Song of the South, and of course that was the the basis for the uh, the incredible ride at Disney at, at Walt Disney World, a Splash Mountain. And uh, now Splash Mountain is gone; it's kaput. They have they're completely dismantling Splash Mountain. And they're turning it into something else because the cancel culture mob apparently says that Splash Mountain is racist. And I never knew that a waterlogged ride could could actually be racist. And, and I, I, I do not understand why. Um, there was nothing. You know, I was looking at the exhibit. And you know what? A lot of the Disney rides, what is it? Pirates of the Caribbean, where they have the pirates and you go through the, the tunnels and it's army. And they come out there and they have the little winch. You can't call them winches anymore, but uh, they have the gals there. Uh, the um, Well, anyway, uh, so, so there's always something scary on the ride. Uh, I went and checked. And as far as Splash Mountain goes, I, there's not a moment in the ride where you're attacked by members of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, there's not a moment in the ride when somebody is um, burning a cross. It's just a good, good, wholesome ride. And so now uh, the woke Bob is celebrating because they convinced Disney World 
that uh, the ride was racist and it had to come down and it is coming down and they're building something more inclusive uh, there on that 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 space. Uh, the log ride, by the way, Splash Mountain first opened in what nineteen eighty nine, and uh, the, the Rolling Stone is very happy to see this ride go away. Now, in place of in, in place of Splash Mountain. They're going to have something called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, there you go. Uh, the new version of the ride is based on Disney's first black princess, Tiana, from the movie The Princess and the Frog. And uh, people are very upset about this. So many people who are big Disney fans, and and Rolling Stone is coming after you people. The headline of their big essay, Some Disney Adults Can't Let Racist Splash Mountain Go. And I'm still not understanding, and maybe you can tell me what exactly is racist about this waterlog ride. Are they serving fried chicken at the restaurant there on the uh, on the campus? Are they invited after you get off the ride? Are they giving you a slice of cornbread or, or sweet potato pie? I mean, what exactly makes Splash Mountain racist? No one's actually been able to explain that. Somebody just wakes up one day and decides, you know what, Splash Mountain, they're racist. They hate black people. And then all of a sudden, they're like redoing the ride and turning it into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Now, I did check, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they made the life jackets out of cotton. And we know that cotton is the fabric of our life, but cotton is also very racist. So maybe that was it, but I don't think that'll make you wear a life jacket. So I don't know what it is. Anyway, the Rolling Stone reporters are having a field day going after all of you people. They say even though Splash Mountain was an institution in the Magic Kingdom, the ride could never escape its racist origins. It comes from the 1946 movie, Disney movie, Song of the South, a film heavily criticized for its romanticized view of the Reconstruction Era South. And by Reconstruction Era, that's when the Yankees, the invading Yankees, burned the South to the ground and they had to rebuild it. From That's why they call it the Reconstruction Era. The movie goes on, or Rolling Stone goes on to say, the movie portrays slaves as thankful for their masters and has animal characters with black features and generally has such bad vibes that Disney daddy Bob Iger said the film was not appropriate in today's world. But some Disney fans very unhappy about all of this, which is why, um, which, which is why Rolling Stone is now attacking you. But again, I I just don't see it. I mean, if you're if you're going to if you're going to judge something based on tradition or representing a time and an era, I mean, at that point you could be tearing down Mount Vernon and Thomas Jefferson's house, the White House. At what point do you just draw the line here? But anyway, uh, there you go. So now uh, Disney is a more inclusive space because they no longer have a racist log ride there. Do you get tired of the cancel culture mob, folks? Do you get tired of that? And the reason I ask you about the cancel culture mob, and we got a lot of stories to talk about today, but it always comes back to it always comes back to this cancel culture. And I say that because Aretha Franklin is is in the news, 
And she's she has drawn the wrath, she has drawn the fire of the transgender movement, these uh, dudes who think they are women. And the story out of Norway, of all places, and I know it's Norway, and I know that, that, that look, the country really doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, it's it's just there. It's on the map. They don't matter in the great scheme of things. Anyway, the Norwegians are all upset because Aretha Franklin sang a song back in 1968 when yours truly was one year old. Maybe you've heard of the song. It's called You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. You may have heard of this song. You may love this song. Back in the 1960s, it was one of the most popular songs in all of music. As a matter of fact, when Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, um, was uh, well into her latter years, she was invited to sing that song at the Kennedy Center. That was in 2015. But anyway, a group of transgender activists are very upset, and they say they got triggered by Aretha Franklin's song, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. They say the song perpetuates harmful anti-trans stereotypes. The group says there is no such thing as a natural woman. And now they're calling on Apple Music and Spotify to remove the song from their platforms. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, they would have to, right? I mean, that's the whole point of this woke trigger mob, right? When you get triggered by something, you have to remove it. Nobody can be offended anymore in America. And by the way, if you're a dude who thinks he's a woman and you get your pantyhose in a twist over Aretha Franklin, you've got bigger problems. Yeah, I know you already have problems, but you have bigger problems on top of the problems you already have. So anyway, the these transgender activists in Norway says their goal is to make culture more fair for men who are, think they are women. Now, Apple Music and, and, and Apple, the, the company, and Spotify, these guys, they're all about bowing down to the, to the woke movement. So you would think they would have to abide by the transgender movement because now the transgender people rule. And if you offend them and their sensibilities, or at least their definition of sensibilities, then you have to get canceled. So the question is, what are they going to do about the song, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman? Just want to throw this out there. Public service. You know, we try to educate people here on this program. We do. We 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 try to have a good time. And but but there are a lot of people that are struggling um, with identity issues. And and I think that it's incumbent upon us uh, on this national radio platform, this vast vast audience that we have, border to border, coast to coast, across the fruited plain. I think it's always important to share truth. And and I want you to to hear me. Um, the transgender people, if if you have a five o'clock shadow and you have hairy legs and a hairy back, you're not a natural woman. Hashtag Lady Bick. 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Agree, disagree, give us a call. We'll be right back. 
Let's be real. To become rich, you should invest like the rich. But instead of scouring Congress members' trades for winners, Nancy, there's another way to invest like the ultra-wealthy, a new platform opening access to a multi-trillion dollar asset class, long limited to the 0.1% high-end art. Surprising, I know. Until you learn that contemporary art prices outpaced gold, real estate, and the S&P by nearly two times since 1995. In fact, it just delivered a 10.4% net return to Masterworks investors. See, Masterworks lets you invest in art from legends like Picasso and Banksy, and their last three sales returned over 10, 35, and 13 percent. In fact, one member has made over $65,000 from their investments in Masterworks offerings. With stocks tanking to start the new year, demand to join Masterworks is soaring. But I partnered with Masterworks.com to get preloaded access. To secure your spot, head to masterworks.art slash darns. See important reg A disclosures, masterworks.com slash cd. That's masterworks.art slash darns. All right, folks, welcome back, and good to have you with us today, 844-747-8868. How do you stop the cancel culture mob? How do you stop them from silencing conservatives around this nation? 844-747-8868. We we got some information from one of our great partners, Newsmax TV, and uh, you know that I'm on Newsmax every Thursday, and you'll be seeing a lot more of me uh, on Newsmax and a number of the shows in the coming weeks. But not if you um, get your TV coverage, your cable coverage from DirecTV, because DirecTV is um, about to cancel Newsmax, and it could happen as early as tonight. According to a letter uh, sent by House Republicans last week, DirecTV is on the verge of dropping Newsmax, and the reason why is because Newsmax is pro-Trump. DirecTV has already booted One America News. And if Newsmax, or rather if DirecTV has its way, soon Fox News will be the only conservative channel left. And as you know, Fox News is not all that conservative anymore. One Republican congressman says Newsmax would be removed from DirecTV by Tuesday night. Several network insiders told the Daily Beast they were unaware of any immediate or imminent departure from the service. But a DirecTV representative says the network is currently seeking to uh, charge um, is is seeking to charge way more money than the provider thinks is in the best interest of its customers. Congressman Wesley Hunt, a Republican from Texas, who's been a regular guest on Newsmax, sent a letter. Uh, to AT&T and TPG Capital, those are the corporate owners, and accused the satellite provider of moving to deplatform Newsmax because of its political viewpoints. Citing the carrier's cancellation of One America News last year, the letter claims DirecTV is actively working to limit conservative viewpoints on its system and accusing the company of actively colluding with Democrats and the White House to demonetize right-wing outlets. Now, what I find fascinating about all of this is that we know that's been happening in the social media world, and we know that thanks to Elon Musk buying Twitter. 
But we know for a fact that the White House was actively involved in censoring conservatives on social media platforms. So why should we be surprised to learn that the same thing is happening in cable television on these satellite channels? Now, I want to say something about this is a very dangerous thing that's happening. And you say, Todd, I'm outraged by this. Well, let me ask you a question. How outraged are you? Do you currently use AT&T for your wireless service? Yes or no? Do you use AT&T for your wireless service? Well, if the answer is yes, then guess what? You are funding the effort by DirecTV to cancel Newsmax. You are responsible for pulling One American News off DirecTV. So if you really want to send a message to DirecTV and AT&T, the parent company, here's what you can do. You can cancel your AT&T service and you can cancel DirecTV. Now, you know that Patriot Mobile is a longtime sponsor of this radio program, and I've been telling you this is one of the reasons why you should support Christian and conservative companies, companies that share your values. Otherwise, Otherwise, you are actively funding the censorship of conservative media if you're supporting AT&T right now and TPG Capital. So I would encourage you to, to, to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. And you, we've got a website. They've got a website set up for us, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. And if you want to check out their service, I would encourage you to do that. But why would you continue to support companies like AT&T that are trying to silence conservatives? Here's why they're here's why they're going after Newsmax because Newsmax is now threatening Fox News Channel. Newsmax is gaining a massive audience. And people are very concerned that Newsmax is going to be just as powerful as Fox News if not more. And that's why DirecTV is going to shut them down. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, coming up, we're going to jump into this growing scandal surrounding President Biden and these documents. And my question is very simple. Who do you think is, is trying to kill Joe Biden? Who do you think is trying to kill his presidency? You think it's just by chance they keep finding new documents every single day? You think that's actually possible? You think that's just a coincidence? I don't think so. So I'm curious to know from you, who do you think is responsible for trying to take out Joe Biden? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to the phone lines right after uh, the news break here. In the meantime, uh, we are also planning a huge trip to the Holy Land, and we would love for you to join us. Stand with Israel. I'll be taking a 100 of our listeners from all over America. We're going to Israel for a seven-day, seven-night journey wonderful, wonderful a trip planned for you, including a beautiful traditional meal outdoor under the stars in a beautiful grove. It's, folks, this is a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And if you like information, you can do two things. Number one, you can give us a call, and Dylan will take your information, 844-747-8868. Or you can go to our website, toddsterns.com. We have a banner at the very top of the page. Click there, all the information about the, the journey, including where we're going to be going, 
Also, we're going to have exclusive meetings with Israeli government leaders, uh, part of a geopolitical component of this trip to the Holy Land. Stand with Israel by going to ToddSterns.com right now and consider bringing the family along. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful journey. All right, uh, we got to take a break here. Again, that number, 844-747-8868. Who do you think is behind the effort to take down Joe Biden? We'll be right back, America. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. Oh boy, oh boy! The uh, turns out Mike Pence, everybody, not exactly a, a choir boy or an altar boy for that matter. Oh boy, the vice president, former VP, a little bit of hot water. Uh, vice President Mike Pence said uh, this breaking just moments ago on Fox News. Vice President Mike Pence informed Congress today that he discovered classified documents in his house. <laughs> What is what is this? Do, are are these guys just packing up the the nation's secrets and uh, and putting them in the attic, putting them in the closet? Does anybody actually check all this stuff as they're walking out of the White House, walking out of the VP's house? Anyway, we'll keep you updated on this story. But um, Vice President uh, Pence uh, has informed National Archives, uh, the FBI has been informed, and I guess they're uh, picking up the papers. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Good friend, host of an incredible podcast, the Monica Crowley Podcast. Monica Crowley. Uh, Monica, you, you got any classified documents in your house? <laughs> no, Todd, because I did not abscond with any when I left the Treasury Department at the end of the Trump administration. You know, this is so crazy. I mean, is everybody a very high level in government just walking off with the nation's secrets? It's unbelievable. What's going on up there? I, it's the craziest thing I've seen. You know, I think, first of all, I think there are a lot of aides that at the end of an administration and when people are leaving government, they, they're enlisted to pack up some stuff, the offices, and, and move it all out, ship it away, etc. So maybe it's these people who are who are doing that. But and there is an overclassification problem in the government. That is true. I mean, if you just put if you take a pen and a piece of paper and write the word and <laughs> and I'm exaggerating <laughs> to make the point, 
they'll come in and say that that's a classified document. Um, but that being said, these are people who have been in government a long time, Mike Pence, uh, Joe Biden, and so on. They know better. And I guess the explanation is, well, in Biden's case, it could very well be that he was uh, preparing to resume selling access uh, and influence to our worst enemies, including China. You also have Ukraine deep in there and, and so many others. Um, in the cases of, of others, perhaps they were taking these documents because they needed them to write their memoirs or whatever the case may, might be. But that doesn't dilute the fact that it is illegal to walk off with classified documents. It is a violation of federal law. And so there's got to be an equal equal application of the law all across the board here. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking, too. And I, again, if Biden did this when he was vice president and Pence did it when he was vice president. Well, you know what? Uh, they both have to pay the price, no matter what that price is. But we got to get a handle on this. Lord knows what the Chinese and the Russians have of us. Well, that's just it. I mean, nobody really knows what these documents involve, right? I mean, especially in the Biden case, we know that Joe Biden has long been selling uh, access and influence, again, around the world. We've got reports of 150, more than 150 um, international business transactions on the part of the Biden crime family that uh, were flagged by U.S. banks sent over to the Treasury Department for review to determine whether or not there was influence of being sold, national security, imperiled, um, something illegal going on. We don't know what these documents are that have been sitting in the Biden house. You know, in the Trump case, they were under lock and key. They, he has the Secret Service presence around Mar-a-Lago and so on. And as president, he had the ability to declassify anything. And Monica, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here. Though. Yeah. Not only that, the National Archives was well aware and actually gave gave him guidance on how to make that that area even more secure by adding the padlock. So it's not like this was just you know strewn about, which is what they wanted us to think when they took the pictures of all the uh, the, the alleged classified stuff. I mean, this is something that was very orderly, and the Trump post presidency campaign they were doing what they were asked to do. Yes, and they literally, literally framed Donald Trump for the crimes that they knew Joe Biden had committed. Think about that. And it doesn't just apply to the classified documents, Todd. It applies to Russia. It applies to Ukraine. Literally every single crime that Biden and the Democrats were committing, they framed Donald Trump for. Think That's about it. it. You're right. Right? Yeah. And so they are masters of, of projection. And I tweeted this yesterday that if you want to know the crimes that the Democrats, the left and the regime are committing, all you have to do is take a look at what they're accusing our side of. Monica Crowley on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line, host of the Monica Crowley podcast. Monica, our friend Liz Peak, uh, she's on the program at least once a week and has a great new column out. And she asked the, the question, she says a lot of people around D.C. have been asking, who is trying to sabotage Joe Biden? And specifically, who leaked that story of the classified documents to CBS News? Yeah, you know, this is a point that I make repeatedly. You would not know this story. You would not know that Joe Biden had classified documents strewn about in multiple locations unless the deep state wanted you to know that. 
the deep state obviously knows where I, I guess where all of these classified documents are with with all of these people. But they certainly knew it with Joe Biden. If they wanted to protect Joe Biden and his political future going into 24, you would not know this story. They would have buried it and killed it. So you tease that out to the logical end, which is Joe Biden as a useful idiot for the left, for the regime, for the deep state, for the globalists, has now outlived his usefulness and they want him gone. And they're going to leverage this. Look, they might take this classified document scandal and leverage it against anybody that they deem a threat, whether it's Biden, who, who they want to bounce anyway, but Donald Trump, Mike Pence. I mean, who's next? Where are they going to find classified documents next? So this is clearly, in my mind, a deep state operation to try to neutralize anybody who might uh, pose a significant threat in exposing and ending the deep state. You know, the one person who um, hasn't been caught with the classified documents may be the person behind all of this, Barack Hussein Obama. Well, look, Obama's behind so much that is coming to to, uh, light right now. I mean, in every direction. Again, this all didn't start. The undermining and destruction of the country did not start with Barack Obama. It started in the 1930s as a KGB operation. Now it's a multi-frontal assault on the country coming from the CCP and the international Marxist movement and the global Islamist movement, etc. It's a multi-pronged assault on us. But Barack Obama certainly took the tactics and the strategy and put it all on steroids. So much of this began, really, as we're seeing today, um, under Obama. And what we're experiencing right now in this Biden administration is Obama's third term. So he is absolutely running the show. There are so many key Obama players in the Biden White House. And people say, well, that makes sense. Biden was his vice president. It's all the same team. But they are Obama loyalists. They are not Biden loyalists. Biden does not have any loyalists. They're all loyal to Barack and Michelle Obama. And so it's all being run via Susan Rice and Anita Dunn, all these Obama people in the Biden White House. But the one really pulling the strings is Barack and, and I would argue Michelle as well. All right. Uh, Monica Crowley on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Real quick, Monica, um, some exciting news coming out of MTG's office, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of course, we saw Antifa exploding things, setting police cars on fire in downtown Atlanta. And she says uh, that we need legislation to declare Antifa a terrorist organization. Long past time for this. And kudos to Marjorie Taylor Greene for bringing it up, proposing this legislation, because, look, it's it's obviously going to die in the Senate. If by some miracle it makes it through the Senate, it's going to die on Joe Biden's desk. But that doesn't mean that the Republicans in the House shouldn't try on these things. And by advancing this kind of legislation in the House, you force a conversation about it. And if McCarthy is wise, he will bring it to a vote and force every Democrat because he's now ended by proxy voting. So every Democrat is going to have to stand on the House floor and cast a vote on this legislation. Do you believe Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization? Yes or no? It clearly is. And I just want to make this this point, too. This These are the shock troops of the communists. Communism never goes away. It just gets rebranded. I talk about this a lot on my podcast. It never dissipates. Oh, end of the Cold War. The wall comes down. That's the end. Nonsense. 
communism never goes away. It just gets recast. And the Antifa thugs that you see burning down cities like Atlanta, Boston, and in 2020, really the whole country, they are the shock troops of the communist movement. And when the regime wants to bring them out into the streets, they just throw a switch. And it happens that fast. What you saw over the last weekend, that's Antifa keeping keeping their skills sharp for 2024 because they will burn down the country again. They saw the chaos, violence, and mayhem that they were able to inflict and throw the entire 2020 race into chaos. They're going to do it again next year. And so they're just reminding everybody, hey, we still have the resources and the skills and the people to make this happen. Pay close attention because more of it is coming. And Monica, as a Southerner, I can tell you that's what was really shocking for us, that Antifa now operating in the southern states, uh, that's going to get ugly pretty fast. So uh, it's something to keep our eye on, and uh, we appreciate you uh, spending time with today. Monica, what's coming up on the podcast? Oh, thank you for asking, Todd. Yeah, so I've been talking a lot about the World Economic Forum and these transnational organizations that really seek the destruction of U.S. and Western freedoms and how they're going about doing it. Um, later this week, I'm going to have the great economist Art Laffer of the Laffer Curve. I don't know about you, but I have no economic theory named after me, but Art Laffer does. So he's going to be joining me tomorrow. And then I'm going to be talking about the 2020 election and the new um, evidence of fraud that we are seeing coming out of that. And I'm going to have the great Kevin Sorbo on my show with his new movie called Left Behind. So good couple of days. Come out here on the Monica Crowley podcast. Okay, I have an Art Laffer story. Uh, He and I were invited to co-host a um, a convocation at Liberty University. Me and Art Laffer on the stage with 14,000 people talking about economics. And I'm like, how in the world did this happen? I can barely balance my checkbook and I'm sharing the stage <laughs> with Art Laffer. So. <laughs> but he's a very know, gracious right? guy. He's he, That's going to be a great interview. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we'll talk about the state of the Biden economy, where it is and where it's going, and also the state of the global economy, because it looks like we're heading into a recession. So we'll get with Art Laffer, and he'll tell us how to prepare. All right, the Monica Crowley podcast, everybody. We have a direct link on our website, but you can find it wherever you get your podcast. All right, Monica, take care now. I appreciate you, Todd. Thanks. All right. Great lady right there, folks. Monica Crowley. All right. We got to take a break. We're going to the phones when we come back. Who do you think is trying to sabotage Joe Biden? Who do you think leaked those documents to CBS? And what do you think the end game here is, folks? 844-747-8868. Toll free number 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. 
Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, good to have you with us, especially all you great truck drivers out there. Keep it between the ditches as you drive across the fruited plain, and we love all you good folks out there. That's hard work driving one of those big rigs. So, uh, you guys, uh, if you if you see a truck driver out there, be sure to say thank you because uh, without them, uh, you wouldn't be shopping at your local grocery store. Hey, let's go to the phones here eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Greg in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there, wants to weigh in on these documents. Greg, what do you think's going on? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out that uh, Biden's documents actually turned up before Trump. And this whole thing was a Trump was just a big cover up and a distraction from his document problems because the deep state's trying to get rid of him. So I think him and the DOJ department came up with the plan. Well, let's blow up um, the whole thing with Trump's documents. Then it'll just seem kind of normal that, you know, now Mike Pence has documents and all these other people. But not just before the midterm election, but I think it goes back before Trump because he was cooperating with the. And Greg, that's what process. that's what gets me about all of this is that Donald Trump actually was working with the National Archives. I mean, and the National Archives knew exactly where those documents were. They yeah. knew exactly how they were secured. They recommended an upgrade, which uh, Trump did. So there was no there there. But unfortunately for Biden, there is a there there, and it's been there for a long time. And you're telling me to your to your point here, Greg is that they knew those documents were in Biden's possession years ago, and they're just, they were waiting to use this uh, as a way to take out Trump. Well, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that, that Biden's documents turned up long before the, I mean, they did turn up before the midterms, but um, that they turned up before Trump and he used the whole Trump thing to kind of downplay his situation with the documents, and then they slowly released his documents and stuff. Could be. Could be. What I find ironic here is you're going to have a lot of – there were so many conservatives, especially the evangelical world, that were dumping Trump and embracing people like DeSantis and Mike Pence, and now you got Vice President Pence, and he is in exactly the same spot Joe Biden is in. It's, it doesn't matter that Biden's president now. He was vice president when he had those documents, those classified documents in his possession. So you have to wonder, all right, if they do it to Biden, they're going to have to do it to Mike Pence. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the deep state is in trying to get Biden out, definitely. All right. Appreciate that call, Greg. Let's go to Jerry in Iowa. Jerry, what's on your mind? Uh, hello, Brother Todd. I'd like to answer your question about what to do about the deplatforming of uh, the true America, if I may. Um, I think the rank-and-file Christians and uh, conservatives, we're the ones that are actually paying for our own destruction. I loved One American News. It, it was my favorite. And and now they, they got rid of them. Now they're going to uh, New, Newsmax, and, and it's not going to end there. So, um, I, I like, I don't drink Coca-Cola anymore. Um, Facebook. I, I love our church. They're, we're still doing Facebook. Uh, 
my my wife and I we're we're divided on you know do we keep Direct TV because we like TBN and other channels. So I, I think that uh, we we continue to pay for our own destructions, like private Christian education versus deep state. So I'm thinking a boycott or a boycott would be better than a boycott. I wish there was a um, a focus like a master list where you could have like good versus woke, uh, In and Out Burger, good veteran owned business, good Christian owned grocery chain. Hobby Lobby, Christian Radio, Timothy Plant. If we, if we, if individuals, I pray, we're all going to get more organized, less wishy-washy, and actually be more vigilant about which dog we are feeding in this fight. Otherwise, yeah. we're just going to lose everything. We're gonna, and we're going to be the ones who are paying for it just by the the goods and services that we choose. Jerry, let me jump in here because we're going to be running out of time. Uh, I think this is a great idea. Timothy Plan, uh, which is a sponsor of this program, actually has a running list, so I'd encourage you to check that out. On the radio side, support KWAM Radio. Uh, KWAMradio.com, they have an app. Uh, I own the radio station, so you know it's rock-solid, conservative, and faith-friendly. So, And you're right. We've got to start supporting businesses that are backing our causes. Hey, stick around. Uh, We'll be right back, folks. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. I just got a text message. Someone was driving driving on Interstate 40 in uh, Memphis and said, Todd, I just saw your giant head on a billboard. What the heck? So, and well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, no, you know, as a matter of fact, there used to be a group called Big Head Todd back in the, I don't know if you guys remember that back in the day. Not a very good band, but uh, anyway, yes, so we have launched a big billboard campaign across the Memphis, Tennessee area, and it's very simple. You know, a lot of people are, are just now finding out about our show, and uh, many people stayed on their Heritage radio station, and they never changed the channel when Rush Limbaugh passed and went on to glory uh, and returned his talent to the Lord. Um, and so we just we're, we're we're launching a billboard campaign. You may be seeing these all over America soon. Uh, do you miss Rush? Well, if you do, give us a shot and, and check out the Todd Stearns radio program. Uh, there's never going to be another Rush, but we have noticed from the audience that uh, people are a little comfortable with the show, and we appreciate that, and we certainly thank you for that. All right, 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Just don't wreck your car when you see the bill. You don't don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. There's an interesting story out of the Commonwealth of Virginia. We have a lot of radio stations that carry this program in the Commonwealth. The headline, 16 high schools in northern Virginia did not notify students of their national merit recognition. And this was done intentionally. And as a result of that, many students missed out on very lucrative scholarship offers. 
I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have with us from our great affiliate in Richmond, Virginia, WRVA, our good friend Jeff Katz. Uh, Jeff, good to have you with us again. Always great to be here, Todd. Uh, wow, this story, Jeff, I mean, these kids, uh, this was done to them intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the ugly, ugly stories that uh, we're following in Virginia. It involves three counties, Northern Virginia, uh, Fairfax, Prince William, and Loudoun. Probably no shock to you to hear that they're they're each uh, pretty sizable left-wing communities. Fairfax County has a rather expensive, quote, equity consultant that advises them on things like this and the decision was apparently made although there's been pushback from the school division saying no 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 this these are just uh, purely accidental you know the envelopes fell behind mrs jones's cabinet in the in the office uh, but it sure seems as if this was done intentionally to keep certain kids from uh, being notified of these honors and then getting scholarships and early admissions and and this was uh, originally it was at Thomas Jefferson High School, which is one of the top schools in America, public schools in America, from what I understand, Jeff. But now we understand there may be as many as sixteen high schools where this happened. Absolutely, Todd. Uh, TJ, as it's colloquially known and uh, belovedly known in Fairfax, is one of the greatest high schools in America. It's also the subject of ongoing litigation on the part of Asian American families who say they're being discriminated against. As uh, TJ and some of the advisors in Fairfax have said, well, we need to be, quote, more equitable in admissions and stop looking at uh, test scores and grades. Uh, And you're right. It's now comprising apparently 16 different schools here in Virginia. Channel 7 out of D.C. is covering the story pretty extensively. And uh, it's it seems to be, uh, I guess, the motivation, the best way I can say it, because everybody is pushing back, as I said, but the motivation seems to be that this is all about that equity push that says everybody has the same outcome. So these students who have broken their rear ends to, to score the highest, get the best grades, and they're entitled to these things, uh, they're being denied the opportunity to, number one, even know that they received this designation, which is huge, and then to utilize it when they apply to some of the best colleges in America for early admission, early decision, and as you rightly point out, and I think this is probably where the, the litigation is, is sure to follow, actual scholarships that amount to dollars and cents. We understand from the reporting of ABC News out of D.C. that the superintendent in Fairfax County actually paid $450,000 to a liberal consultant to come in to teach administrators on how to do this. I mean, so this is all some sort of a, a, a conspiracy against smart kids. It really does seem to be part of it, doesn't it? This whole equity push says, we don't care how smart you are, we're going to do it with valedictorian and salutatory, we don't want to have grades, we don't want anybody to know that you've done well, and uh, we're going to do that so that the kids who frankly haven't worked as hard, who haven't achieved, who haven't gotten those great grades, uh, we don't want them to feel bad about that. It's the dumbing down of America, isn't it? Yep. It, oh, it absolutely is, Todd. It absolutely is. This targets the the best and the brightest. And the reason that it's getting uh, more coverage, perhaps, than we would have expected, Todd, is that, again, these three counties are 
are pretty left of center counties. You you don't find very many members of our vast right wing conspiracy, as Hillary Clinton described it, uh, in Prince William or Loudoun or Fairfax. And uh, those parents, quite frankly, are outraged as well. You know, don't mess with my kids. And I have to imagine there are some liberals. I mean, there's some smart liberal kids. So I have to imagine some even some liberal mommies and daddies are going to be put out because they're having to fork over more money that the kid could have gotten for scholarship money. <laughs> That's exactly right, Todd. That is exactly right. This is going to come down in many cases to dollars and cents. And I'll, I'll let you in on a, uh, a little piece of information. I'm going to be chatting on uh, my local program, WRVA, this afternoon with Governor Glenn Youngkin. This is going to be top of the list because the governor uh, is calling on our attorney general to look into this, find out what the heck is going on, and let's figure out a way to tell these school divisions you just can't do this. And my understanding is, I mean, these are very exclusive. When you're talking about a national merit scholarship, uh, these are limited. Um, you're looking at millions of school kids, but we're talking about, what, 50,000, I heard, uh, maybe kids around the nation, the entire nation, actually get these scholarships. Yeah, it, it is a limited number, and I, I, I don't mean to brag, but my oldest son, Harry, in fact, was a, a national merit scholar, and you can't actually find out on your own. I, I just assumed, because Lord knows I didn't come anywhere close to being a national merit scholar at any point in my life, Todd, but... Uh, when when Harry was competing for this, he said, yeah, we, we won't know anything until the school tells us. You can't find out as a parent. You can't find out as a student. But it is supposed to be timed, and it's, and it's designed to be timed so that those students who are clearly uh, very, very high achievers academically can utilize that on early decision, early admission for certain colleges and also avail themselves of some pretty sizable scholarships. You know, I remember this when I was living in New York City. This was a huge, huge issue, not the National Merit scholars but this whole equity nonsense and the issues specifically involved asian american students in the new york city uh, school system who who ended up scoring higher than average than in anybody else and so you had some demographics that were really upset about that and they literally wanted to cut the number of asian american students to accommodate other ethnicities it's being done here in Virginia, and T.J. Thomas Jefferson High School is, wow. is 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 the is the jumping off point. There's all sorts of litigation around that. There are all sorts of families who have said, "Wait a minute, you're telling me that my kid who is." I mean, forget being an A-plus student. These are kids that have, like, I don't know, 96 point out of 4.0 average, right? Remember GPAs used to go up to 4.0? These kids have blown that out of the water, and they can't they can't be admitted. They won't be admitted because they happen to be Asian-American students. It's shameful. Uh, and, and by the way, the National Merit Scholars, those are the kids we used to hate in high school because they screwed up the curve. You know, they were always, can we have homework this weekend, teacher? Can we? That's right. I have too much free time on my hands. Please let me uh, devour another another uh, massive assignment. Yeah, we did hate him, didn't we? By the way, Katz, we just had Monica Crowley on. I need to ask you this question. Of course, Vice President Mike Pence now admitting he has classified documents in in his house. Got any classified stuff in the in the Katz household? You know, it's funny. I found it in my sock drawer this morning, and apparently it's the operating instructions for Joe Biden. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see how if we can get everything back where it belongs. You and Sandy Berger. <laughs> Remember that guy? Oh, yes, yes. In his underwear, in his socks. Uh, didn't he? I think he probably chewed something up, put it in his mouth. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Yeah, he's the guy. And, and ladies and gentlemen, you might remember that name. Sandy Berger was National Security Advisor for Bill Clinton yeah. and uh, got in trouble because uh, he stuffed all these classified <laughs> documents, went into the National Archives building and was literally stuffing our nation's secrets into his underpants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well... Let's just hope that he listened to his mom and he, he changed his underwear that day. That's the oh, only thing I've ever thought Lordy. for the whole... Oh, I'm sorry, but I... Uh, uh, that's going to leave a mark. All oh. right, uh, Jeff Kantz, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeff, always good to hear from you. Keep us updated on this story. Seriously, crazy, crazy story out of Northern Virginia. I absolutely will. Like I said, I'll be chatting about it with Governor Yunkin this afternoon. I'll make sure you get that audio and uh, you you have at it. All right, and please do. Yeah, send that over to our folks because uh, we want to we want to get that huge story and every parent, every student. You guys need to understand what's going on here. This is nothing more than wokeness run amok. Jeff Kantz, ladies and gentlemen, WRVA. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, Ted. All right, folks, unbelievable what's going on. And, and it's happening, and if it's happening in Virginia, you better believe it's happening in your school district as well. And you better keep an eye on this. But they're literally punishing smart kids, overachievers. It's the dumbing down of America. That's what it is. All right, we got to get ready to take a break. When we, you know, Before we do that, though, let's go to the phone. Sean was holding on uh, from the last hour, and we were talking about the wokeness that has inflicted everything. Uh, Sean from North Carolina, thanks for holding on. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, that last caller was talking about, you know, conservative value companies we got to go with. Well, I remember a while back I let you know about my – my oldest daughter and her Hobby Lobby experience. And once the owner stepped away, everything went completely upside down because she ended up, they, when she had her old manager, they want, they were asking for either you have a, you know, you get the vaccine or you wear a mask. And my daughter said, I'm not doing neither. You know, this is, this is against what I feel and I'm not doing it, but she was, I was very proud. She stood up for herself. But once her manager left, everything went upside down and it went total woke. So they're not conservative as much as they may claim they may be. My wife wrote a letter to them, blasting them on, you know, you're supposed to be Christian-backed company, and you won't stand with Christians. So with that last caller, he can scratch that one off his list because I will not give them any business whatsoever anymore. Wow. You know, and it's sad because, again, she's 18. She was 18 at the time. Now she's 19, but I'll tell you, she landed in Lowe's. Lowe's is an excellent company. She said she couldn't work on Sundays. They weren't going to give her full time. And someone talked to someone else about her and her religious beliefs. And now she's full time. She's doing great. She's got full benefits and she's 19 years old. And that's what she's doing. You know, she ended up, God closed one door and opened up another floor. And I'm really proud of her because she was like, I can't work in that atmosphere because it was becoming so hostile in Hobby Lobby. People were quitting every other day. People were just coming in, and two weeks later, they were just quitting and just dumping it on all the other employees, extra workloads, unloading the trucks, like two people unloading a whole truck, and it was it was crazy, but things seemed to work out for Well, them. I'm sorry to hear about this, Sean. I had no, I'm glad your your daughter's doing much better and is in a better environment. I, I had no idea that Hobby Lobby had gone woke. Um, I, I, I've only heard good things. Uh, but there, there could be some bad apples in the, um, you know, in the company stores. I mean, they're all over America, yeah. but I appreciate you letting us know about that. And if that's the case in, in other stores, I'm sure people will call in and let us know, uh, whether this is an isolated issue or whether this yeah. is a company wide wokeness. 
like we saw with uh, Chick-fil-A surrendering to the uh, sex and gender revolutionary. So, yeah, I, and that's what I think it is, too. Yeah. I also wanted to interject one other Real thing. quick, I real think, quick. I, I, th- I think uh, Biden's son turned him in. <laughs> oh, you think Hunter did it? Wow. <laughs> I think I think he did it to get the heat off his back and get some of that money back that his old man got out of him. <laughs> Could be. Well, you know, maybe he got tired of giving the big guy his cut. Maybe that's maybe that was part of it. It's always the money. Always the that's money. It. All right, Sean, appreciate that call. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. You know, I couldn't put my finger on it. Something was a little off around Memphis, and I think I figured it out. Uh, So we've had this big national story, and apparently all of the leftist news media has come to Memphis, Tennessee. So we have a bunch of raging leftists wandering around trying to stir stuff up. CNN, Washington Post, NPR, National Public Welfare Radio, not to mention the local news media, and they're all a bunch of woke morons. So we got that going for us. I, I want to share some audio. We've been following this story, and unfortunately, it is a national news story, um, and it's a horrible story. You have a 29-year-old black man who was stopped by five Memphis police officers, and this guy, there was some sort of a confrontation. That's what, and we don't we don't know what the confrontation was. But there was a confrontation. The guy runs off. They catch the guy, and they beat the guy to death. That's the story in a nutshell. The There is body cam footage, and they promised, the mayor and the city council promised, we're going to release this video footage, and we're going to do that yesterday. They did not do it. All of this happened on January the 7th, and the city continues to hem and haw. We're run by these, these left-wing progressives. And the city is uh, is on edge. People are really kind of freaking out over this story. The parents held a big press conference yesterday. They've got the attorney, Ben Crump. He's one of the biggest race agitators in the nation. And again, keep in mind, black suspect, black police officers. You have black Baptist pastor, a black Baptist pastor in town actually said this was white supremacy. No white people involved in this at all. As a matter of fact, the police chief, of Memphis, black. The five officers, black. The guy that got killed, black. And they're blaming white supremacy. As a matter of fact, one of the attorneys yesterday, uh, here's what he had to say, cut number five. You, you get it. You get it. This is pretextual. This is a pretextual traffic stop, which let's call it what it is. It's a racist traffic stop is what it is. <laughs> The proportionality was gone. These police officers felt in their mind they knew they could get away with this sort of violence. Why? Because there's a sense of impunity. There's a sense of culture within the police department, not only here but across the country, that they will hide for themselves, they will cover up for themselves. And I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry I did this. I covered up my paper on the Holy Bible, but we are here today to say to you, so help me God, when is this going to stop? Amen. Amen. 
All right, that was the big press conference yesterday, and they're they're making this out to be worse than George Floyd, worse than Rodney King. I mean, these kinds of things. As a matter of fact, um, cut number. You know what? We'll save that cut for uh, for after the break. But we have a lot more to share here. But I, I'm curious, Memphis, Tennessee, are you frustrated with your leaders here? You know, they've, they've trashed the police. It turns out all the officers involved had barely been on the force for a couple of years. There was no supervision there. A few years ago, the city lowered the standards to become a police officer because there are hundreds and hundreds of officers down. I mean, there's a war on police nationwide, ladies and gentlemen. 844-747-8868. Is this about race? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, this story, it really bothers me. Um, this poor guy, Tyree Nichols, and uh, by all indications, good, decent kid, and ends up losing his life after an encounter with police. We don't know why he ran, but the police won't release any information about this at all. They refuse to. And 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 I know that, and I know there are some things they can't release, because, but 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 this is the first time i think in modern american history that it's been this long without even letting reporters take a look at a crime scene report to find out what happened and they refuse to release the video they keep saying they're going to do it but they don't and that tells me that this is this video is beyond horrific as a matter of fact we do know the family was allowed to look at the video yesterday cut number 4 We're here not to talk about what a great boy he was and what a good son he was to his mother. But let me tell you what he was in that video. He was defenseless the entire time. He was a human pinata for those police officers. It was an unadulterated, unabashed, non-stop beating of this young boy for three minutes oh my god and it was and it was terrible from what we understand because again um the the reporters nobody else is allowed to to look at this this video to find out what happened uh this is the um the attorney talking about um rodney king cut number three more importantly, we met with Chief Davis, the police chief, a black woman, a black mother, who was very emotional when she talked with Miss Wells. Right, Kareem? Yes, she, she said, I'm not offering my response as a chief. I'm offering them as a mother who got black children. And so it, she was had tears in her eyes just like Miss Wells had tears in her eyes and she said that she was not proud of what we were about to see on that video. She said she was proud of many things that 
law enforcement did in the community for trying to protect the community, serve the community. But in that video, she said she was not proud of what we were about to see. And what we saw, you know, regrettably, it reminded us of Rodney King video. Regrettably. And unlike Rodney King, Tyree didn't survive. All right. Um, that was from yesterday. They had a big press gathering. And uh, again, all of the people involved are black, and yet they're trying to make this about the white people. It makes no sense. Uh, ben Dieter, who is the morning show host at our flagship station, KWAM, uh, was at that briefing. And I asked Ben to step in uh, because you have you can give us some insight on the, what the reporters were saying and some of the questions they were asking because apparently there was a lot of race baiting going on there. There was, and maybe we shouldn't have been shocked by that, but I certainly was. You know, we're journalists. We're there to just get the story right, but the story had a twist in it. A wrench was thrown into this story that we've seen play out time and time again with these national stories. You can look at George Floyd. You can look at Breonna Taylor. Unfortunately, the narrative didn't fit in this case, and why would that be? You had five black officers who actually did this as opposed to white officers, and that was why they were all sitting there pretty confused and befuddled. And that was flummoxing a lot of the a lot of the reporters there. Yes, and they would bring that up. In fact, I spoke to one reporter who was an African-American woman, and she said in talking to some in the inner circle of the Nichols family, you know, how are we to handle this story, this narrative? Because we're used to the white boys gunning down our black boys. And that's the phrase they use. Yes. The, that's the words the they use. The white boys were gunning down mm. the black boys. And in this case, it was the black boys. And so how do we cover this story? And yeah. I think the reality, you still cover this story. It doesn't matter if they were white or black. If they did wrong, well, then they should face the consequences of doing wrong. In other words, they exposed that this is really about skin color when it's not supposed to be. And it's not. It, it's, a, it's about a young man who lost his life after an encounter with police. And clearly, based on what the, what the police chief has seen, those officers did wrong. And that has nothing to do with skin color. Exactly. But if you watch this story play out in front of our eyes... It was exactly what makes the evening news on CBS, CNN, ABC, and so on. You looked at the mother. You heard in that audio, very heartbroken. You saw the civil rights attorneys, Ben Crump being one of them. He's one of the ones that shows up with the Brianna, the George Floyd cases. So it was all of the pieces that they needed for this narrative. Unfortunately, there was one lacking component, and that was white folks. Now, here in the city, Todd, as you've covered... There have been black pastors blaming this situation, the actions of these officers on white supremacy, which tell me how that adds up. And they're saying basically that the system, law yeah. enforcement, and and we heard this uh, nationally, that law enforcement is in, in and of itself uh, systemically racist. Yeah, it goes back to the system being rooted in uh, police brutality, which is ultimately racist towards people of color and you've been covering this this story involving law enforcement for a really long time because there is has been a defund the police movement here in the memphis area 
And as a result, there are hundreds and we're almost, almost, not quite, but almost what a third below where we should be with our full complement of police officers. So there are not a lot of officers. The new police chief, a lot of people now questioning leadership and whether or not she's the right person to, to lead this department. Well, I mean, you're in radio, Todd. I don't know that you've ever aspired to be a police officer, but say, Todd, at a young age, you wanted to be a police officer. Would you ever want to police the city that you grew up in and now today, Memphis, Tennessee? Not a chance. No. I mean, not a chance. For what they're paying these officers. And then on top of that, these officers invest all of their time, their safety away from their family to put bad guys behind prison. Isn't that the goal? To make our streets safer. Unfortunately, they're letting these guys right back out onto the streets. 99.9% of the officers here, good and decent people down to a person. And then you have others. And, you know, again, these individuals have not been charged criminally yet, but they have been fired. Also, two members of the Memphis Fire Department who showed up apparently allegedly did not render aid and they've been put on leave. It looks like there's been systemic failure across across the board. But what really gets me here, Ben, is that there was an effort, again, to boost those numbers to lower the standards. And they lowered the standards. As a matter of fact, one of the advertisements I saw for a Memphis police officer, it's okay if you have a criminal record in your past. You too can be a Memphis police officer. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ultimately where we're at now. So uh, you get what you ask for. You get what you vote for in this city. And it's a terrible thing. Well, elections have consequences. And uh, what a Fox 13 news anchor actually stood on national, stood on television and said that police, Memphis police are killing are killing people, are killing black people. Yeah, that's the local news coverage here. The angle is that this oh, is brutal. This is common in the city of Memphis. Meanwhile, they conveniently forget out, they, they leave out of the story that these officers that use what they're calling deadly force, they're being gunned down. Yeah. They're actually being shot at by these thugs in the city of Memphis. Not only that, they're being run over on their interstates by these thugs in these cars. So shame what are the they race. to what are they to do? Shame on the race agitators. And you're right. Every single police involved shooting and they're coming after them. They're coming after the police, but every single one of these officer involved shootings, they were either being shot at or someone was trying to run them over with a car. Do you know what made me a little bit sad just watching it though is we have so much coverage of this one story in Memphis, Tennessee, and we should, you know, if this is true and these officers misstepped and they did something wrong, we need to cover it and there needs to be actions against these officers. However, you and I both know on your typical weekend in Memphis, Tennessee, you have what, maybe 9, 10, 11 people shot, murdered in this city every single weekend. And if it is all about Black Lives Matter, and I saw a lot of those posters down at the city hall yesterday, what about all of the other people that are being gunned down in the streets every every single day here? It's what about their question. lives? It's a fair question. And one, the local media will not ask, but that's why I'm glad KWAM is is in Memphis. News talk. You guys are asking these tough questions on the, on the program, and uh, we appreciate you coming on uh, this afternoon, Ben. Thanks, Todd. Ben Dieter, the news anchor at KWAM in Memphis.
And it's not just here, folks. Uh, there's a report out of St. Louis just yesterday. Three teenagers were shooting guns at police officers. They were breaking into cars. Police tried to stop them. They shot guns. They The police caught the kids. And you know what happened? They didn't even step foot in the jail. They were immediately released into the custody of their parents. Just a few days ago, we covered this story. You had the Fox News Channel weather guy who was attacked by teenage thugs on a subway. What happened? They did not even step foot in the jail. They were released on their own recognizance. Just a few days ago in Memphis, you had eight teenagers armed with guns, stealing cars, running from police. Every single one of those children released without bond to their parents. Folks, this is what happens when you have a lawless society. And I hope that you look at, at Memphis and St. Louis and, and New York City and other large cities around the nation and understand when you do not enforce the law, when you coddle these criminals, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have lawlessness on your streets. we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, some dude who thinks he's a woman is very upset because uh, he came under fire because he was using the ladies' bathroom. Now, we'll post a photograph of this dude on social media, but this is not one of those uh, RuPaul drag queen types. I mean, this is a, 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 a very heavy set dude, and he looks like a dude. And I mean, he has uh, one, two, three chins. So he's a big fella. He's a big boy and uh, goes by the name Kaylee. Anyway, very upset because apparently the the biological ladies in the bathroom did not appreciate him being in um, in the bathroom. Cut 13. Well, this is just lovely. I had a neighbor confront me for using the woman's restroom. I lived here for four and a half years. Everyone should know that I'm a trans woman. I've always been known as Kaylee. I've always used she, her pronouns. I've been having some stomach issues because of Trulicity, and I had to use the bathroom real quick. And they're single-use bathrooms, and it's the only place that I feel safe using the woman's bathroom. Well, I got done and got out, and this neighbor was talking to another neighbor and started pointing out the sign. I knew exactly what she was talking about because there's a big old woman sign. And I'm like, is there a problem? She's like, yeah, you're using the woman's restroom. You're a man. And I said, I'm a trans woman. And she's like, no, you're a man. And she kept saying that over and over. And then I, and she kept saying, you're not a she, you're a he. You shouldn't be using it. You, should, you were born a man. And just over and over. And honestly, I just lost it. I just lost it and just started screaming and swearing. I, I just couldn't handle it. I just, my, this is my home. This is my safe place. I should be able to use the restroom. The, the apartment manager knows I'm trans. Everyone knows my name is Kaylee. And then my group of friends, I thought my friends were all starting to yell at me saying I escalated and because she had two kids. I, I didn't even see the kids. They were there and I just lost it. Fight, flight, or freeze and I fought. You don't know what it's like to be a trans person. And then, and then my one friend started yelling at me and neither none of them stood up for them. They blamed me that I was the one that was at fault. When when none none of them stood up to me when 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 this person kept calling me he she he man like triggering and awful like I deal with enough on here like my apartment should be a safe place there's nothing safe dude dude come on now 
come on now, Biggin. Let's 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 get real, uh, Kaylee. And he says he's got stomach troubles. Going into the ladies' room with that kind of stuff. I mean, I hope he had some Febreze. I um, hope he lit a match. But here's the reason why you need to understand. You know, a lot of people say, why are you promoting these people? I'm not promoting anybody. We're alerting you. We're warning you. If you don't know what's out there, you will not know how to fight back. I know a lot of Christians like to put their heads in the sand over this kind of stuff. But the reality is you got to know about it so you can fight back. And you need to understand we're dealing with some very, very seriously ill people here. That's what's going on. So it's troubling. But the reality is, moms, dads, you need to be aware that if your child, your daughter especially, goes into the bathroom, something like that guy could be there. So you need to make sure, especially in a public setting, that you know what's going on inside that bathroom. This story from Breitbart, a big British music awards program decided to go woke, and they went gender neutral. In other words, uh, they would have best um, male artist of the year, best female artist of the year. But, of course, that's, that's woke. You can't do that anymore, right? So that's just old school. That's, that's offensive. So instead of doing best male and best female, they decided to do the first gender neutral artist of the year. Well, now there's a big problem. Because it turns out that all of the winners of the first gender-neutral gender awards happen to be men. <laughs> you can't make this up. The headline, the headline from Breitbart, Oops, Pops, Pop Awards Rethinking Gender-Neutral Commitments After Only Men Got Nominated. <laughs> A spokesman for the awards program said they were disappointed there were no female artists included in the Artist of the Year category, but claimed the issue was more to do with the music industry not releasing music from high-profile female artists. Overall, just 12 of the 71 artists who were eligible for being nominated were female. There you go. There you go. So, uh, look, I mean, again, I say uh, good good for you, men of Great Britain. That's a way to show the ladies that the best artists are, in fact, the dudes because they got nominated in a gender-neutral category, right? They, they took it all away. Unbelievable. All right, coming up, our good friend, Pastor Robert Jeffers. Uh, there's, there's a lot of controversy surrounding President Trump and evangelicals, and I figured we go right to the source here. Depending on who you are reading and who you are watching, they're saying that evangelicals are breaking from Donald Trump. I, I don't think that's the case. And we're going to talk to Pastor Robert Jeffers about that and find out what's going on within the evangelical crowd. We're going to be taking your call on this as well as uh, any of you evangelicals out there, any of you Catholics out there, are you still supporting President Trump? We want to hear from you, 844-747-8868, or if you bolted from Trump. Maybe you're going with DeSantis or Mike Pence, 844-747-8868, hour three coming up. This is the Todd Starnes Show.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American And hello, America. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. I'm Todd Stearns. Happy to have you with us. Hey, by the way, our website is toddstearns.com. That's sort of our central landing page. And we have all sorts of great information for you there. Uh, check out our free podcast. You can also download our free newsletter. And so you will be able to stay informed about all the, uh, the big stories that are impacting America and the culture. Well, there's been a lot of conversation in the media over the past couple of days about the relationship between President Trump and evangelicals. And no doubt there are some uh, evangelical leaders out there who are openly breaking with the president. Bob Vanderplatz from The Family Leader says it's time to turn the page. Uh, Dr. Everett Piper, a former president of a Christian university, says Trump is hurting evangelicals, not helping. Uh, There was um, another evangelical leader who called Trump a petty elementary school child. But but I think overall, though, I'm not sure that they're getting this story right. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, he is the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Our good friend, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Dr. Jeffress, good to have you back on the show. Great to be back with you, Todd. So I think what they're doing, uh, Pastor Jefferson, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I know Franklin Graham came out and said he's not making a pick yet. He's going to wait until after the primaries because there are a lot of good Christian people running and may the best man win. That doesn't necessarily make someone anti-Trump, does it? No, it doesn't. And look, I'll cut to the chase. I've talked to President Trump recently and communicate with him regularly, and i told him that all of these reports of evangelicals leaving him in droves is a false narrative. I think of many evangelical Christians believe just like I do, and I've said on every outlet recently that I believe President Trump is our greatest president since Reagan, and he's done more for evangelicals than any president in history. And uh, the fact that I have not issued a formal endorsement is not in any way a diminishing of my uh, support for and enthusiasm about President Trump. And again, going back and, and looking at, at President Trump and his record, and I know there are some people out there that are blasting him, but uh, the reality is he delivered on pretty much all of his major promises to the evangelical community during his time in the White House. Well, he not only fulfilled, he exceeded uh, what he promised to do. And uh, uh, that's why I say no president in history has done as much for evangelical Christians and I have said, you know, there are some evangelical leaders who are out there kicking the tires of other potential candidates, but my prediction is they are going to eventually coalesce around President Trump. I believe he's the presumptive nominee for 2024, and I believe he'll be the next president of the United States. Um, well, I, I think everything is looking like that, uh, Pastor Jeffers. And, and again, when you look at his record, he delivered on the promises. And as you pointed out, he exceeded uh, in those in those promises. You know what I find funny about this? All these journalists out there coming after all of you guys and asking you guys, well, who are you going to endorse? They're the same guys that will turn around and say, how dare you, Pastor Jeffers, get involved in the political process? <laughs> I know it. And, and look, uh, 
uh, over the years, I've said to President Trump, and he knows it without me saying it to him, that usually the last people on the train are the first ones off the train. And I think you find that a lot of the evangelical leaders who are saying critical things about Trump, uh, they uh, were last aboard the Trump train if they ever got on at all. And, you know, Todd, this is so interesting. It was not evangelical leaders who led the laity to support President Trump. It was the opposite. It was lay people, Christians in the pews, who were first for Trump, and they drug along some of the evangelical leaders behind him. I remember in Christianity Today for two years, it seems like they were interviewing every month 100 evangelical leaders, and me and maybe one or two others were the only ones supporting Trump during the 2016 primaries. But the lay people were supporting him. They saw something that the leaders just didn't quite understand. No, I, I think you're absolutely right there. And when you when you're polling the laity, the, the folks the, the folks in the pews, uh, I think they're by and large still supporting President Trump and and his agenda. But Dr. Jeffers, you know, as we look at what's happening across this nation, where the culture is under assault and uh, Christians are under attack, especially in the life movement, this is a reminder that elections do have consequences. Not going to vote has a consequence. They absolutely do. And and by the way, I want to admit that there are some uh, strong Christians who are considering running. Mike Pence is a friend of mine. We had him at our church last week. He did a fantastic job. I don't know whether Mike is going to run or not, but I would say for anybody who's going to challenge uh, President Trump, and uh, I think they're the first to acknowledge this, it'll be a up- uphill battle uh, to do so. Uh, he is looking like the presumptive nominee right now. It's two years away almost, but what like he is in the new poll out today, I think Emerson has him beating uh, Biden now by three points. So. Right. It's fluid, certainly. So, I don't know if you saw the news, but you know they found classified docs at Pence's house, or Pence found yeah. them, and tr- he didn't have any when he showed up at First Baptist, did he? No papers sticking <laughs> out. Or- <laughs> no, he didn't. But I think That's the good. important thing to know is he instigated the search. He asked his team to search and uh, find these, and uh, he's done the right thing about it. And I don't think anybody believes Mike Pence was selling documents. So. You know, it's well, that's good to know. Uh, I'm not sure who's in charge at the White House. You know, when they move out on moving day, there's got to be somebody at the front door saying, okay, turn in your classified documents. That person needs to be fired. They're not doing a very good job. They need a complete <laughs> overhaul of the system. But this is neutralized. I think that issue, it's off the table for 2020. I, I think so, too. Uh, Dr. Jeffress, I know we've got we got to get you on your way. But uh, real quick, a new book out. Uh, tell folks where they can get a copy of it. Yeah, what every Christian should know. You know, a lot of Christians have abandoned uh, the core beliefs of Christianity because they're not hearing it in the churches. And uh, this book, What Every Christian Should Know, examines the ten core doctrines of the Christian faith and why they matter today. And it's available at Amazon, any e-tailer, or any bookstore. All right. Well, Dr. Jeffers, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the new book, and hope you're doing good. Thanks so much. Come see us, Todd. All right. uh, There you go, folks. Pastor Robert Jeffers, First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas putting to bed the rumors that evangelicals are bolting from President Trump. Is that the case? Are you an evangelical? And if so, who do you support? You've got evangelical Mike Pence out there, uh, who is a born-again believer, very open about his faith. 
he won't defend religious liberty in public, but, uh, you know, he's a Christian man. Um, what about Mike Pompeo, another born-again believer, thinking about throwing his name into the hat as well? Do you still support President Trump, or have you decided to support someone else? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. You heard uh, Pastor Jeffers there talking about that Emerson College poll. That's right, 44% of uh, the the people polled said they would vote for Trump in 2024. 41% said they would vote for Biden. And Trump holds a lead over uh, Ron DeSantis if Ron DeSantis decides to jump into the race. 55% say they would vote for Trump in the Republican primary. 29% said they would vote for DeSantis. Here's Here's how big this is. Trump beats literally everybody that's thinking about running combined. We're talking about Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Ron DeSantis. So there you go. I'm curious to hear. We haven't talked about this in a while, but I am curious to know if your support has only gotten stronger for Trump, or you are looking at, at somebody else running. 844-747-8868. I want to go to Bill in Georgia. He wants to weigh in on this police brutality uh, story we were talking about. Bill, thanks for holding on. What's on your mind? Uh, yes, Todd. Uh, I'm a retired law enforcement officer in Georgia down here, and I have a couple comments on the situation in Memphis. Um the extreme use of those officers probably affected the situation. And in law enforcement, you need four to six years just to see all the bad things that can happen and that you don't need to be doing before you should be turned loose by yourself out on the street. Um, the problem with uh, this situation in Memphis is they don't have, they're not paying enough money to keep people around long enough to gain that kind of experience. And you kind of pay, you, you get what you pay for. And it, like in anything else in law enforcement, it's not a racial situation. It's a training situation, and people need to grow up and uh, see the light on this. Uh, it's a very sad thing that it happened, but I will say this. There is a, a man serving life in Minnesota, and if he'd been supervising that incident that night, he probably would have kept it from happening. Uh, they're taught in law enforcement to stay away from the head and the neck and the eyes. And I don't think that happened in this case. And that's what I have to say about it. Bill, Thank I, you. No, no, Bill, hang tight. I don't want you to hang up because I'm, I, I appreciate what you just said because I'm with you. Uh, one of the first things when they released the names of the officers who had been fired, and there are five officers who were fired, all of them, no one, no one on that list had been with the department over five years. And several of them had only been on the force for two years. And my first question is, wow, where was the supervisor? Was there anybody, you know, was there, was there a supervisor who should have been there? And how does a guy who has Crohn's and the, the kid had Crohn's disease, um, was, was, I think weighed 140 pounds and he was six foot one. How does a kid like that? How does he, you know, escape from five police officers on the scene? There are just a lot of weird questions about this. Uh, Well, I've got to comment on that. I did enough law enforcement to see what happens, and I'm going to guarantee you, 
when the film comes out, you're going to find that most of those blows were delivered after he was in handcuffs. And it's sad to say that, but they're going to have to get control of that community down there and just recognize that this is a training issue. And, and these men did some terrible things there. But once you get the handcuffs on the man, you got to learn not to not to do that. Bill, the police, uh, the, the city hall, and we understand the decision not to release is actually coming from city hall and not the police department. But they're they're waiting another two weeks, and I think they're hoping this goes away and people just don't want to pay attention. But the family told us they watched the video, and it was a three minute long beating. And our understanding is that the kid was there. The family says that he actually died at the scene. They put him on life support, but he was gone at the scene. Yes, Todd, this is a very regrettable incident. Heartbreaking. uh, Part of the problem also is they probably don't have good psychological screening on their officers. And allowing people to be on a police force that have a criminal record, uh, probably minor felonies, uh, bad judgment as a youth, uh, that just all goes back to not having the money to pay what you have to pay to get quality individuals. And, And, Bill, to that point, a couple of years ago, that's exactly what they did. It's interesting you bring that up because they actually lowered the standards uh, as far as education needed. Uh, also, if you have a criminal record, that did not necessarily exclude you from being on the police department. So, uh, yes, you're, to your point, in Memphis, they not only lowered the standards, but they're still about seven or 800 officers shy of their full complement. So that tells me you have yeah. a lot of overworked, well, underpaid cops on the street. Well. I'll tell you what's got to be done in that town before that film comes out. Your preachers are going to have to get a hold of this and talk straight to the public about what's going on here and get this thing stopped in the bud. Um, People of morality and principle need to understand that these, these kind of things can't happen. You're right about that, Bill, and and I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate your insight as a former uh, law enforcement officer. Um, and again, it's a reminder that ninety. But you know, again, we're talking about you know just a small percentage of police officers. You're going to have some guys that are going to break the law. They're going to do bad things. They're going to have to pay the price, uh, whatever that is. But uh, it doesn't mean that every police officer is like that. So. Bill, thank you. God bless you. Appreciate that call. Thanks for listening to us on WTUN. 844-747-8868. And I would like to hear from other law enforcement officers out there. I mean, you've heard the story. Uh, Where did the city go wrong? And how does the city fix this? And again, in St. Louis, you had those teenagers opening fire on police officers. Thank goodness those officers were not injured. And uh, they they were able to capture the kids. But they weren't they weren't thrown in jail. You know, the, again, these kids, it's a revolving door at a lot of the jails around around the nation. I'm telling you, folks, time for moms and dads to step up and start parenting. And as a caller yesterday said, if mommy and daddy can't do that, maybe they should they should be sharing a gel with their criminal offspring. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. I want to share with you um, a a, a feel-good story. Um, There's a friend of this program, and the guy comes by every now and again and brings these huge buckets of popcorn. Uh, The the name of the company is called Wolf River Popcorn, and it's, it's run by a Christian family. It's just mom, dad, and I believe their son, and they make popcorn. And it is the best freaking popcorn I have ever had. Um, and what's even more exciting is it's a Christian-owned company. And on every single package of the Wolf River popcorn, 
they have a little phrase that says, Jesus, I trust in you. I, I think that's pretty awesome. WolfRiverPopcorn.com, that's W-O-L-F, WolfRiverPopcorn.com is their website, and they deliver anywhere in America. As a matter of fact, um, they made it on, a, I guess, Food Network sent a crew over, a film crew over to the Memphis Farmer's Market, and one of the Food Network hosts said, it's amazing, and it really is amazing. Now, um, I have my own particular favorite, which is the Classic Caramel. And it's what's great about it is if you buy classic caramel popcorn in the store, you know how it kind of gets a little soft. There's not a crunch. It loses its crunch. This doesn't lose its crunch. And I don't know how they do it, but it's nuts, but it's delicious. Uh, They also have some savory flavors, including uh, better white cheddar and this Memphis mix, which is a little mild and a little spicy. So you get a little bit of both. Uh, It's a barbecue miracle. And again, the caramel corn is literally the family recipe. So I want you to go and check these folks out and get yourself some of this great, delicious popcorn. It's wolfriverpopcorn.com. That's wolfriverpopcorn.com. And and support a local Christian-owned business. And that's what we try to do on this radio program. They do not pay, they did not pay me to say what I just said. It's just a good product and they're good people. And, uh, you know, they're a small mom and pop business. And we, uh, we want to be able to help folks like that out. All right. WolfRiverPopcorn.com. All right. Coming up, folks, uh, more on this uh, crazy story developing over the classified documents, the breaking news. Mike Pence now admitting that he had classified documents in his home, uh, which is nuts. Uh, He has apparently turned those over. FBI's been brought in, and we'll keep you updated on that development. Uh, That just happened. That news just broke in the past hour. And we're also going to be taking your calls, and uh, we'll be checking out on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. By the way, Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, they're doing great work. I would encourage you to check out patriotmobile.com slash Todd. That's patriotmobile.com slash Todd. They have great plans to fit any budget. And most importantly, they too are a Christian conservative wireless company. PatriotMobile.com. Use my first name, Todd, and they're going to give you even more discounts. We got to take a break here, folks. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. I think we have a shout-out um, from Sydney, Lancaster, California. Hey, Todd. It's Sydney from Lancaster. How are you? Um, I just want to give you my two cents worth uh, about President Trump. I think what we need to do, uh, conservatives and Republicans should vote him in in 2024, um, in spite of all the hoaxes, the impeachment and all that in that he went through in the four years that he was in office, he made America great again. So maybe just vote him in for another four years and let him set it up, uh, set up the stage for whoever's coming up in 2028. God bless. All right. Thanks. You know what? I, I, I like this idea, uh, and, and, and I want you to hear me out for, for a moment. Because there are a lot of um, people in the in the religious world. There are woke, they're woke, woke evangelicals, the woke Catholics, and you guys and your communist pope. 
Now, I know by and large that Catholics in America are a pretty conservative bunch of folks. So I'm not sure why you guys keep electing these woke Catholics to office, talking about Nancy Pelosi, for example, and uh, the pervy Joe Biden. Hashtag corn pop. Hashtag Harry likes. I don't get it. And the, the same thing goes for those of us on the evangelical side of the aisle. There are a lot of, quite frankly, these evangelicals who are anti-Trump are, in fact, liberals. That's all. That's what they are. And they're Democrats. So anyway, I want us to go back in time. I want you to think about something for a moment. Let's just say for the next four years, I just um, I called I called you a murderer and a murderer. You murdered people. You murdered people just every single day. I was on the radio saying, uh, you murdered somebody. You murdered somebody. Well, sooner or later, you would start buying into that. And you're like, man, I probably shouldn't hang out with that person because, well, you know, people are calling him a murderer. Todd Stearns called and said the guy killed somebody. I don't know if it's true or not, but it could be true. I don't know. So sooner or later, your opinion of someone, if they're being called a murderer over and over and over and over and over again for 24 hours a day for four or five years, you start buying into the fact, oh, this is a bad person. This is an evil person. You see what I'm saying? So if you go back in time and you realize if you are able to to, to determine right away that the Russia collusion story was a hoax, that would not have been a factor. These allegations that President Trump was an agent for Russia, that he was he was in cahoots with Vladimir Putin, that he did horrible things with uh, Russian uh, sidewalk sallies. It turned out none of that turned out to be true. All of the things they alleged about Donald Trump turned out not to be true. But the problem is, after five years of just constantly beating people over the head with it, a lot of good-hearted people started believing this nonsense. But none of it's true. So my question is, now that we know none of this is true, why do people still feel that way about Donald Trump? Why not give the guy a second chance? Why not Why not understand and acknowledge that, wow, wait a second, I was buying into all of this fake news out there about Donald Trump. And it even goes back to uh, where he said, oh, yeah, all the people coming across the border are, are rapists and criminals. No, he didn't say that. He said a lot of them were, and it turns out a lot of them were. Matter of fact, a lot of the things that that President Trump said about things happening in this country turned out to be true. So I say, why not give him a chance? He's the same Trump that he was back in 2015 when he announced he was going to run for the White House. Nothing's changed there except for one thing. This guy promised to declare war on the swamp and clean out the swamp. And he started to do that job. And I'd like to see him finish that job. And he delivered a lot of his campaign promises. As you heard Pastor Robert Jeffers say, he went, a, he went above. He exceeded his promises he made to the evangelical community. And you see how the media, you see how the media does? I mean, these people are really just despicable. These journalists today are not journalists. They're propagandists. And they want you to believe that the evangelicals are turning on Trump. Oh, well, if the evangelicals turn on Trump, that must mean he's Satan. No. That's not what they're saying at all. By the way, if 
if Mike Pence actually is guilty of doing what Joe Biden did, should they both be going to jail? Should Biden and Pence be going to Again, they they elevated Mike Pence as this holy, revered person, but it turns out he has committed a crime. He has violated U.S. code. Again, all of you never-Trumpers out there, because you know that Mike Pence is your guy. The establishment Republicans want Mike Pence. Well, it turns out that Mike Pence actually broke federal law, allegedly. You know who didn't break federal law? Donald Trump, who declassified documents. I'm just, I'm just telling you. So my question is, are you, are you ready for a fresh voice? And I don't know if I got to, I got to tell you, folks, I'm not sure if DeSantis is the guy, at least right now. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Want to play some audio here? Marjorie Taylor Greene announcing on Tucker Carlson's show that she's going after Antifa, cut 11. Well, Tucker, you laid it out just perfectly. And I think, honestly, America is sick and tired of Antifa. Look at what they've done over years now. Just from 2020, they're responsible for nearly $2 billion in damage and many people dead. But the war is against the police. And the reason why is because Antifa is the ground troops of the Democrat Party. Not only are they the ground troops, they breed them, they raise them, and then they bail them out of jail when they get arrested. But they never get prosecuted. And that's because, well, we know the truth. It's the Democrats in control and it's the establishment and it's the unelected bureaucrats that make no apologies for their support of Antifa. Well, it's time to do something about Antifa. And that's why I'm going to introduce legislation to declare Antifa domestic terrorist because they need to be taken apart. We need to investigate exactly who they are, who funds them. And then we need to make sure that whenever they they come out and erupt in violence, attacking police officers and attacking businesses in cities like my my city, uh, in Atlanta in Georgia. We need to make sure that they're arrested and charged with domestic terrorism charges, just like the GBI did this past weekend. Enough of Antifa. They are not the anti-fascists. They are the fascists. And they always show up and, and they, they defend Democrat, Democrat causes. Not only do they attack police, but they defend the drag queens targeting our children with drag queen story time. They they go after people when they're not vaccinated and demand they get vaccinated and wear masks during the so-called pandemic. But enough of Antifa. We've, we've had it with them, and it's time to do something about it. I like that. Good for you. You know what they are? They're the hired muscle of the Democrat Party. Those are Maxine Waters' goons. Whenever the Democrats want to cause chaos, and that's all they do, folks, that's the only reason the Democrat Party is in existence is to create chaos in America. That's all. They don't create anything else but chaos. And then they destroy. And they send out their goon squad, Antifa, to burn our cities down and to cause mayhem like they did in Atlanta, Georgia. And that is a troubling thing that Antifa now in the southern states. But I don't think we're going to put up with that down here in the south. At least I certainly hope not. All right, 844-747-8868. David Horowitz has a brand new book out here, folks, The Final Battle. And he reveals this secret war underway in America. We talk about it on the program, the woke culture. This new generation destroying our culture, ending our freedoms. And David says their plan 
is taking place in our schools, churches, even the military. And that's why you need to be watching David Horowitz all this week on Chris Salcedo's show as he reveals the real threat of Biden, Obama, big media, and more. So watch Newsmax. That's the network I watch. And you can see Chris Salcedo and David Horowitz. And if you'd like a free copy of The Final Battle, well, we've got some great news for you. Go to FinalBattle611.com. That's FinalBattle611.com. And you're going to be able to get a free copy of David's book today. We'll be right back. Getting some more details from this poor Fox News weather guy, Adam Klotz. He was uh, on a train, and the details are pretty disturbing. I mean, this is a lot worse than we were originally told. Uh, so the the situation, uh, Klotz was on a subway, New York City subway train, and uh, he saw these thugs, this pack of animals, harassing an older passenger on the train. You say, how dare you? How dare you call them animals? They're human beings. All right, well, that's your opinion. They were lighting up drugs, and then they tried to light the elderly man's hair on fire. What? They did what? How dare those How dare those animals set that man's hair on fire? See, I told you they're animals. Oh, my word. It's true. Claude says they were just doing it to humor themselves. This is terrible. So Claude's intervened, and he said, hey, you got to stop this, and that's when they they attack him. And uh, it was pretty terrible. By the way, Claude says that there were plenty of other people on the, on the train car, but nobody else intervened. Uh, Klotz decided to relocate from the car, but that's when the uh, pack of animals barged into the next car and ambushed him. They punched him, they stomped on him, and they kicked him. Klotz could say, Klotz said that he could hear some of them shouting, put him to sleep. In other words, they wanted to knock him out cold, and they were trying to target his head and his neck. Other passengers, other passengers tried to get help but did not directly intervene. What the heck, folks? What is wrong with our society? You see somebody getting beat up and you're not going to go in and try to stop it? And I get it. I, I get it. You don't want to get involved. You don't want to get shot. You don't want to get a beat. But, but if you're a man, and I want to talk to the men of our audience here for a moment. If you're a man, don't you have a responsibility to intervene and stop somebody from getting attacked? Don't you have a responsibility, men of the Todd Stearns radio program listening audience? Ladies, would you not expect, would you not want your man to stand up and intervene? Now, I'm going to be honest with you about our audience. We got some women in here, and they carry an assault cast iron skillet, and they know how to use it. And I guarantee you, some of our listeners lady listeners, they would have intervened. They called them children, but their ages 15 to 17. They were openly using drugs in public. They set a man's hair on fire. This is from townhall.com, by the way. They assaulted a bystander who intervened to protect the victim. 
they get they they send Adam Klotz to the hospital, and then these kids get to go home to mommy and daddy because of their woke district attorney. But again, I these kids are animals, and the problem is their parents are raising them to be animals. Humans don't go around setting other human beings on fire. I'm just telling you. That's the way I see it. But I want to go back to the cowards. And you know there are a lot of guys on that subway car. Why didn't the guys intervene? What is going on with men in America? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Anyway, I... I like this guy, Adam Klotz. We didn't work together at Fox. I worked with uh, Janice Dean a lot. Didn't work with, with Klotz. But sounds like a good and decent guy. And you know how I know that? Because he saw these kids picking on an old person, and he went over and he intervened. He did what a man is supposed to do. If you're a man and you see a crime go down and you're there and you do nothing, you're a coward. You're a gutless coward. By the way, the um, the kids are not going to be charged as adults. There's a new law on the books in New York. And get this. You have to be the, – the law has been revised, and it raises the age for a youngster to be charged an adult, as an adult from 17 to 18. So they're being – they're facing misdemeanor charges. These are not felony charges. They tried to set a guy on fire, but that's not a felony crime in New York City. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So there were at least four suspects, not three. Police uh, say that um, at least three of the thugs have already been released with juvenile reports. And they would only face charges if Klotz filed a complaint. Why, Why is it up to the victim here? Unbelievable. And people wonder, people wonder why... America is in the condition it's in right now. I mean, the people of New York, you get what you deserve here with the crime. I mean, that's just that's just pathetic. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. By the way, Jennifer Granholm, you know, they're coming after our stoves. They're more interested in attacking chefs who cook with gas as opposed to criminals out there setting people on fire. Cut number 16. Let's talk about stoves, because the big energy story over the last couple of weeks has been uh, my gas stove. I'm a gas stove okay. owner. Can I say, that is so ridiculous, that story, because <laughs> okay, it well, sounds like well, the government's coming in to take your stove. That is so Well, they are, you moron. That is just not okay. true. And in fairness, the science on this is well established. There's nothing new here about the health risks posed by gas totally, stoves. Totally. And as I did a little poking around, I discovered that the government right now is Department of Energy. You want to electrify your buildings yes. and remove natural gas right. as a fossil right, fuel. Right, right. I mean, people aren't aware that, you know, kids who have asthma, 12% of kids who have asthma, are because they were exposed to gas stoves and the, the emissions that gas stoves uh, do. And it's very harmful. But a lot of people love their gas stoves, so nobody's trying to take away. But to provide an option and to provide incentives to consider other forms of stoves, so an induction stove is an electric stove. 
Oh, for crying out loud. You know, here's the thing, folks. They want to take away your gas stoves. There's nothing wrong with having a a gas stove. As a matter of fact, you're more likely to die from a China virus vaccine than you are from your gas stove. And I know we just got banned on Facebook for saying that, but it's the truth. Hey, real quick, we've got about 40 seconds. Let's go to Lily in Georgia, WDUN. Lily, what would you have done if you'd been on that subway car? God, it ain't Lily, it's Louise. Louise, I'm sorry. Show, that's okay, I don't care. I'm an old 70-year-old woman, and I'd have jumped in and beat the hell out of them. Is and that I'm right? Female. I'm not going to wait for no man to step up for me. Would you? Can you believe those men stood down and did nothing? I know. I mean, if I didn't see a gun, I'd have been in there like a hen on a June bug. Well, I take it that's a bad, that would be a bad situation if you're the June bug, I take it. <laughs> well, it would. I don't care how many of them they are. I ain't never seen one I'd back down from. And Georgia is not a democratic state, and if we don't take it back soon, we're going to be like all these idiots up north. Uh, you know what, Louise? I'm with you, and I wish we could chat longer. I want you to call back in tomorrow, Louise, because we're running out of time here. But God bless you, and we need more. we need more men to act like Louise from Georgia. And we'd be a heck of a lot better off and a lot safer on the subways. All right, folks, got to get out of here. Be good, America. We'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.